If you're wanting to spend less time on social media or starting to feel burnt out on it because it seems like all you do, then you want to check out this episode. I'm sharing with you how to reduce your time on social media while still being visible so that you can get more clients and make more money all while working less hours. And isn't that what we all desire? Let me show you how to do just that. Let's go dive in. Are you over all that one size fits all and hustle culture bullshit that actually isn't getting you the results you truly desire in your business? If so, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Six Figure Female Entrepreneur Podcast, where we chat about all things mindset and business that actually help you make big money in your online business while working less hours. And who doesn't want that? I'm your host, Jen Goodfriend, a successful six-figure business and mindset strategist and recovering type A overachiever who now enjoys doing things the easy way. I live the chill country life and have a passion for all things furry and cute. Join me each week as I share more than a decade of experience in the entrepreneurial world and how you too can make way more money while actually working less. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, ladies, and welcome back to another episode of the Six Figure Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I am so excited that you are joining me today, and I'm going to be talking about a topic that I hear a lot about, and that's how do I avoid this social media burnout? Like, I'm trying to use social media, I'm trying to be everywhere, I'm trying to promote my business, and I'm just feeling exhausted and like it's just not working. Such a common theme that I see coming up among clients, potential clients. So today on the podcast, I wanted to address that and show you guys a way of doing social media that not only gets you better results, but also prevents you from having to be everywhere and spending hours creating content and doing all that stuff. It really doesn't have to be that complicated. And I want to share with you guys today exactly how to make it easier. Because remember, I am a self-proclaimed lazy entrepreneur. I did it the hard way in my first business. I hustled, I did all the things, and I burnt myself out. This time around, I like to be the lazy person. I like to find the easy way of doing things. And finding the easy way doesn't mean it's not a good way. It's just why spend any more time than you need to doing things? Why put more effort, more energy into things when you don't have to, when there's always an easier way? Or I guess there's almost always an easier way. So why not allow yourself the opportunity for it to be easy, for it to be quicker, so that you can then take that time to go do the things that you actually want to do because that's why we become our own bosses, so that we have the time and the money to go out and live the life that we truly desire. So let's get you guys doing things the easier way, the less time-consuming way, so that you guys are actually going out and doing the things that you want to do. So social media has made being a business owner that much easier. Like I started my first business pre-social media age, and growing a business was a whole lot harder. I had to be at in-person events. I was at trade shows, speaking events. I was traveling all over the province. I live here in Canada, so we have provinces, not states. And I was traveling all over the province. Like one of my clients lived, I think it was like a 14-hour drive away. And I was having to see them quarterly, plus talking with them regularly on the phone, plus going out to other locations, trying to find clients. And I had people scattered 
hours away, two hours, 14 hours, five hours, and constantly having to drive, plus then promoting myself and marketing myself. So when the internet age, I'm like, oh my God, this makes it so much easier for everyday people just like you to be able to follow their dreams, to start their business, to actually make a living doing what they love. And I love that about social media. But there's also some downsides of it too. And the thing is, is people get so overwhelmed with social media because they're not sure what they need to be doing. They feel like they have to be on all the platforms. And then they get so frustrated that they just give up and say, well, this just doesn't work. It's the market is oversaturated. There's too many other people that do the same thing as me. Okay, ladies, quick, quick thing here. You are not like all the other people in your niche. There could be a million people doing the exact same thing as you. Quick note, though, they are not you. Your clients, the people who you are going to work with in your business, resonate with you. They want to work with you because there's something about you and your business and the way you teach things and do things and work with people is different than the other people. So there could literally be a million other people with the exact same business and you're still going to sign clients because people want to work with you. Just like some people may want to work with Susie down the street who does the exact same thing. There's nothing wrong with that. To me, there's really no such thing as competition. By you being the best version of you and standing out and saying, hey, this is who I am, this is what I stand for, this is how I help, the right people are going to come to you. And that's why social media is wonderful, is you can use social media to put that information out into the world. But if you're constantly doing this and you're trying to be everywhere and do everything, you're going to get exhausted, you're going to get burnt out, and you're really not wanting to do it. So all of this trying to be everywhere and do everything and posting constantly ends up just leading to burnout because you're just trying to spin your wheels, you're keeping going, you're doing it all, and you're spending all this time and maybe you're not getting the results and then you're just feeling exhausted and burnt out and you're like, I just don't want to do this anymore. But the thing is, is you need to have a strategy when it comes to social media. You're not just posting and praying. You're not just throwing things out there and hoping that you get a result. The thing with social media is you need to have a strategy for what you're doing. And when you go into social media with an actual strategy of this is how I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. This is who I'm going to be speaking to. This is my ideal client. This is how I'm going to speak to them. These are the social media channels I'm going to speak to them on. And this is how I'm going to invite people to work with me. When you lay it out like that and not just jumping on social media in the morning going, oh crap, I have to post something and just pulling up some random quote and tossing it up there or jumping on you know, TikTok or Reels and doing a little dance because it's trending and posting a few things on top of it. Those aren't a strategy. A strategy is knowing in advance what you're going to post, why you're going to post it, what are you going to be promoting and that, and how does this content tie into that. And we're going to get into all of that stuff. So if you're wanting to use social media to grow your business, and you should be, there's a million different platforms out there you can use, but you want to avoid the burnout or you're already on your way to burnout and you're wanting to turn that around, here's the three things you can do to prevent that burnout or return back from it. So the first thing, and this is the most important, is you don't have to be everywhere. 
You don't have to be on all the platforms, doing all the things, adopting all the new stuff that comes out. You don't have to be doing that. That is just a recipe for disaster, a recipe for burnout. Because remember, you only have so many hours in a day. And I'm all about reducing work hours, not adding more to it. And success doesn't come from being everywhere. It's about strategically being in the right places. So how do you know where you need to be? I strongly suggest that you choose two to three platforms only. And with these platforms, one of those two to three should be some sort of longer term type of content like this podcast. So things like podcasts, things like YouTubes, a blog, all of these are things that someone may eventually come across an episode of my podcast, and then they might start binging my previous content. So just because a podcast is a year old, two years old, three years old, doesn't mean people aren't going to go back and actually listen to it. Whereas in social media, things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, Someone who may find your profile, they may only look at your last couple posts, maybe even your most recent, and that's it. They're not going to go back and consume your older content. So I highly recommend having one form of longer-term legacy-type content where people can find you and binge you and really build that know, like, and trust factor quickly. And again, you've got podcasts, you've got YouTube, and you've got blogs. So again, what are you most confident doing? I've talked about this on other episodes where you need to be working with your strengths, not doing the things you think you need to be doing. Me, I love doing voice. I love talking like this. I can do video too, and I like doing short form video, but when I'm speaking like this and thinking off the top of my head, because I don't script out my episodes, quite often I find myself rolling my eyes up in my head. I'm looking down, I'm closing my eyes. And I could record all that and put it out as a YouTube channel, and it probably would do okay. But I'm like, I like just the audio. Plus, I am a big podcast like lover myself. I listen to podcasts all the time. So I'm like, let's just do a podcast. This sounds really fun. But if you're doing something where maybe you can do tutorials or you can show people how to do something, you're showing things on your computer, maybe YouTube is a better way of doing it. And YouTube is a search engine. So if you're doing tutorials, if you're giving advice, if you're doing things that are very visual, because Google is tied to YouTube, you could potentially be showing up in searches. People could find your old content a couple of years later. I have colleagues who have had this happen where they've created a tutorial that still has people finding it to this day, three, four, five years later. And then if you don't like recording your voice, you don't like being on video, that's what blogs are for. If you are an amazing writer and you love to write, then start a blog. Blogs are not dead. Yes, they're not as big as they used to be, but people still like them. And you can repurpose your blog posts in different ways, which I'm going to talk about repurposing. But you can take the things that you've written and you can repurpose them on other platforms like Medium where um, or Elephant Journal, where it's more written content. So ask yourself, which one, what kind of legacy content, what type of long-term content feels good to me that I want to do? And if you're feeling like, oh my God, this is just too much right now, that's okay too. You don't have to do this right off the start. I didn't. I didn't start my legacy content for quite some time. 
Another thing that's actually legacy content is an email newsletter list. And that I did have from the start. And so if you're just wanting to do an email newsletter list, that's fine. Like that's comfortable for you. That is actually a form of legacy content. Maybe people can't come find your stuff later on, but it's building that know, like, and trust factor in a different way. It's a way of sharing your wisdom and it's keeping people in your circle and coming back for more each and every week. So now let's move on to the shorter form pieces of content. So of those two to three, one to two of those are now shorter form pieces of content. And there's two things you want to consider when you're considering these shorter form pieces of content. One is which platforms do you enjoy doing? Because if you're trying to be on a platform because you think that's where you need to be, but you really don't enjoy creating content for that platform, then you're not going to do it. You're going to struggle with it. And that energy is going to come through your posts. So you need to ask yourself, one, where do I want to actually show up? But then the second one, and almost actually even more important, is where are my ideal clients? So say you absolutely love Facebook. It's like so fun to you. It's easy to you. But your ideal client is not on Facebook. Then I'm sorry, it's not the place to be posting because you're going to be putting all that energy into something where your ideal clients are not going to see it. So start polling people. Like if you have some clients you've been working with, if you have some prospects, just ask people, where do you spend the most time? I've done that to my audience in the past. I've just asked them like, which platforms are you on? Which ones do you spend the most time on? How much time are you there? What type of content do you like consuming on these platforms? Finding that information out and choose one or two platforms. I like two because I don't like to put all my eggs into one basket. Um, I actually started with just Facebook and grew my Facebook very large. And then all of a sudden the reach on Facebook completely plummeted and dropped out. And they wanted me to start buying ads to continue getting the reach. And I was like so frustrated. I'm like, really? I have thousands and thousands of followers and I'm getting five or six people seeing my posts. So I spent all this energy doing this, but that's the problem with you put one egg, all your eggs in one basket. Plus, I've actually had friends lose their business pages on Facebook in the past. They This is before Facebook pages, um, personal pages were allowing business content. But in the past, Facebook did not allow a lot of business content on personal pages. And I had friends that were posting regularly on their personal pages about business and Facebook tagged them as violating their standards and literally closed their account. And when they closed the personal account, it closes down the business page as well. So I had people with thousands and thousands of followers who lost everything overnight, literally went from thousands of people to zero. Whereas if they had been building a second platform, they wouldn't have been to zero. They would have had that other platform where they have those relationships where they can continue nurturing and finding potential new clients. So try not to put all your eggs into one basket. Find two places where you want to be showing up regularly where your audience is. But also you don't need more than two. If you have a team and you have help and you want to be on more than two platforms, that's okay as well. But don't do it if you're just a one-man team right now. It really is going to take up a lot of time. 
And building on that, going into the second way to avoid social media burnout, is we did touch on this briefly, is work with your strengths. This is key because when you are working with your natural talents, you're going to be putting less effort and less energy into creating your social media content. So if you absolutely love doing voice content like this and you can sit down and bang out a podcast in half an hour and you feel good about it and it's good content, then that's wonderful. But if you're trying to force yourself to write blog posts and a single blog post is taking you two, three, four hours to write, that's a complete waste of your time and energy. So ask yourself, what do I actually love to do? What would I consistently do that would feel good to me that my ideal clients would like and go out and do more of that? Go out and put that type of content out because again, it's energy. People feel your energy. So when you're doing something you love, when you like it, when you're putting your heart into it, People feel that and they want more of that. And plus it feels good to you. So it's less draining. You get it done quicker and you're going to save so much time and so much energy. And then the third way to prevent social media burnout is repurposing. And this is something I love because every piece of social media content you do does not have to be new and fancy and it just doesn't have to be that way repurposing is so helpful so what you can do is take your longer form legacy piece of content like a podcast and take tidbits from the podcast quotes sound bites um different information and just share that on your other social media platforms People love hearing little sound bites. Like if you've got a great piece of information, you can even share these at short form pieces of video. If you record, say, a podcast, I have a lot of friends who record their podcasts with the video so that they can then repurpose that and cut it down and reuse it as a video. If you don't record like me with your video on, what you can do is take that sound and put it over a another video as a voiceover and share it that way. Or I mentioned this earlier, if you love to write and you write a blog post, you could repurpose that blog post into an article for Elephant Journal or for Medium or some other place. Just be careful because you don't want it to be exactly the same because um, I think it's Google or other places flag it, plus some places want original content. But you could take that blog that you wrote and you could cut it down into specific tips. You could take one specific part of that blog post and expand on it into a journal, like into Elevant Journal, into Medium, and then send people back to the original article where they can go back and get more. Like there's so many ways of repurposing your content. So that's why I also love that legacy long-term content is it actually makes content creation that much easier. So sitting down once a week to record these podcast episodes, I literally could take this podcast episode and create my entire week's worth of social media content if I wanted to. I don't like doing that. I like sharing other things than just stuff I'm sharing on the podcast, but you could do that because remember, just because someone listens to the podcast doesn't mean they're going to see your social media or people who are on your other social media channels, say Instagram, they may not listen to your podcast. They may not be podcast people, but you can still share the wisdom and knowledge from your podcast 
on your Instagram page so people are still learning that same information. And then you can tell them, hey, if you want to learn more, head over to the podcast. Like I could go and just quickly say, here's the three ways to avoid social media burnout. You don't have to be everywhere. Um, Work with your strengths and repurpose your content. And then I could say to people, if you want to know more about these, if you want to learn how to make this work for your business, head over and listen to this week's episode of the podcast. See how simple and easy it is? So this longer form content actually helps make the other content creation easier. Plus, it also works the other way around. So a lot of times I look back to old content on my Instagram and Facebook to see what performed the best, like my old reels, my old static posts, quotes, all those kind of things. See what got the most shares, what got the most likes, what got the most comments, because that content is probably popular. People want to know more about it. So then I take that piece of content and I create a long form podcast about it, sharing into more detail. Then I can then take that and create a new social media post. And because I haven't talked about that episode in say six months, it's new again. People don't remember that I talked about this six months ago. I share it in a little bit different way and it works out. Even if you don't have a long form piece of content to repurpose, you can still repurpose your short form content. Just like I said, just because you shared something six months ago doesn't mean you can't share it again. People's attention spans are short. People are not going to remember you talked about that topic six months ago, three months ago, probably even three weeks ago. So you can take some of your top performing content and recreate it in a different way. Take those same topics that are trending that people want to keep hearing about and repurpose those. And you can also repurpose the same content on multiple platforms because yes, there are some people who will follow you on all the platforms, but most people are really only active on one or two. So if you make a really great short form video for Instagram or TikTok, you can also share that over to your Facebook now that they are pushing short form content. But just know places like Facebook maybe aren't pushing it out as much as somewhere like TikTok. And now again, Instagram and um, beginning of 2023, their um, algorithms have changed again. So last year, they were pushing all video content. Like if you did a reel, you were getting tons of organic reach in front of new people. It's not that way again. Six months from now, that could change. They could change their mind and they're pushing back out those videos to everybody. So just know that things change. But you can even repurpose within your own social media channel by repurposing old content. You can also take a specific topic. So say you talk about something in a reel, you can then take a quote from that and you can share it as a quote post. See how simple it is when you start thinking about repurposing your content? I bet you the ideas are just flowing and you're like, oh, I could do that. Oh yeah, that would work perfectly. Yeah, I see how this works. So just know everything doesn't have to be unique. Think about how can I make this as easy as possible for myself? And if you have a small team, even if you just have a VA, sometimes they can help with these things. They can help pull out the quotes. They can help create voiceover videos using stock images and stock videos. They can help you repurpose this content. But at the same time, be very careful about outsourcing all of your social media. There is a point where you could eventually get to that, but 
remember, this is your voice. And I've hired social media um, companies to do it. I've had clients hire out. But the thing is, is those people are not you. People are connected to you. People are drawn to you and they want to hear your voice and your way of saying things. So if you're just paying a social media ad agency to create your content as a like face of your business, it doesn't work that way. If you're a brand like Nike or Walmart or one of those places where it's not a face, it's just a brand and it's got a big presence, social media agencies are wonderful for that because you're not trying to get the essence of a person. But if you are a person-centered brand, you need you to be shining through. You need your face to be showing up, your voice to show up, pictures of you showing up because that's how people connect with you and people buy from you when they connect with you and resonate with you and they need to see and hear and understand you. So if someone is doing your marketing and it's not sounding like you and say they do pay to work with you, they're going to start working with you and they're going to feel a disconnection. And I've seen this happen. I've actually hired a coach who did this, where their marketing was great. I resonated with their marketing, but then I start working with them and they were nothing like the person I felt in their marketing. So just know that this happens. And I highly suggest that you do your marketing to like on your own to start. You can get help to repurpose the content you're creating, but don't have other people just doing your content. And then the final thing I want to leave you guys with is marketing is time consuming. Marketing is the most important part of your business. And I know most of you didn't start your business to be promoting yourself. But unfortunately, if you want to get clients, you need to be putting yourself out there. And studies have shown that to be successful, 75% or more of your time in your business should be spent on marketing and promotion, on creating content, on putting out content, on being out there. Because if you're not out there, if people aren't seeing you on a regular basis, if you're not sharing about yourself, if you're not sharing problem awareness content, if you're not sharing tips and tools, if you're not sharing inspirational stuff, people aren't going to know about you. They're not going to build that know, like, and trust, and they're not going to buy from you. So just know that throughout the week, 75% or more of your time is going to be spent on these activities. So put the energy into that time. Don't just flake out and spend an hour a week creating content and then get mad when you're not getting the results. You get the results when you do the work. It doesn't have to be harder. Again, lazy entrepreneur, finding the easy way. But you do have to do it. And at first, you're going to do more of it because you're trying to get your name out there. You're trying to grow your audience. So the newer you are, the more often you want to do these things and the more intention and purpose and value you want to put into these things. So yes, it's going to take more time at the start. But the more people find you, the more followers you have, the more people are sharing your content, the more you're getting out there, the less time you can spend. But again, Marketing will always be the one thing that you are doing the most amount of, just the way business is. If you don't like that, maybe business isn't for you because that's just a part of the game. I hope this has helped you ladies today. I hope this has helped show you a way that you can be more impactful with your social media, but also spend less time and less energy so that you don't burn out. I've been there. It's a struggle. 
but you really can do it in a way that's simplified. And again, it's all about choosing two to three places, one of them being some sort of long-form legacy piece of content, especially that you can repurpose into other smaller short-form pieces of content, and just really focusing on what your strengths are. Working with those strengths and then repurposing it in a way that takes time away from the marketing and gives it to you to do other things. When you focus on those three things, you're going to find you're going to have a lot more time to do the things that you enjoy in your business, like working with clients or like just spending time with yourself or going for a spa day or just laying in bed till eight o'clock because you can. That's what happens when you're more efficient. You get to actually do those things. So I want you guys to think about this now. Where do I want to show up? What is my legacy content? What kind of social media? Where do I want to show up? Where are my clients? And just start doing it. Just start putting yourself out there creating the content and getting the feedback and tweak and adjust until you find that perfect formula that works for you. And I want to know how it goes for you. So send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and let me know how it goes. Let me know how shifting your energy has changed things for you because I truly love hearing from you guys. If you have any questions, if you have wins that you guys want to share with me, send me a message. I actually love to hear from you guys. I love to hear your wins. I love to hear your questions. If you have a question about anything you've heard on the podcast today, send me a direct message. I am here to answer it. And if you're like, yeah, right, Jen's too busy. No, I actually answer my messages. I am there to answer any questions you guys have to help out. And if you have something really big, I can maybe cover it on another episode because if you're struggling with it, someone else probably is as well. So make sure to send me a message. Let me know how it's going, how you're implementing this and what it's looking like for your business. Otherwise, I'll see you guys on next week's episode of the podcast. And remember, we're running a contest till May 5th. All you have to do to be entered is to go leave a rating or review on iTunes or Spotify and send a picture with it to me on Instagram. Just show me that you've left a review and you'll be entered to win one of the amazing prizes, including one-on-one -on -one time with me one of my amazing self-study courses, or one of my favorite business or mindset books. And all you have to do to be entered is just leave that review. So go out, do that now, and I'll see you guys back here again next week. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. It helps other amazing women just like you find the podcast, and I would be so grateful.